Lord. So here's a man, you know, he's just a young kid, but God's hand was on him. And one of the, the, the issues that made his leadership valid was his words didn't fall to the ground. There was, there was a weight to his words. He would speak and people would listen. He would speak and, and his words would have impact. And so what gives, if, if, if uh, words were the currency of our relationships, then credibility is the value of your words. If words is the, if words are the currency of our, you know, we, we, we traffic in relationship and we traffic through our words, but uh, our credibility is what adds weight to your words. If you have credibility, then your words will have weight, your words will influence, your words will impact. If you don't have credibility, then your words will be very light. Your words won't move, your words won't challenge, your words won't uh, inspire anyone. So as a pastor, you, you have to inspire, you have to correct. Many times you'll have to correct people, you have to correct certain things in their lives. You'll have to help people, you have to minister to people, you have to challenge people. And all of that is, is, is uh, dependent on your credibility with people. If you have credibility, then, then your words will have weight and they'll challenge and they'll inspire and they'll move and, they'll, and you'll be able to correct and people will receive from you if, if, if you have that credibility. But if you lose your credibility, then your words are going to be very light. People may have, they may follow you out of obligation, but uh, you, you, you won't be able to move them or inspire them the way you should as a leader. So, so we need credibility. So that, that leads me to my second point, and that is losing your influence. So the problem is that our influence can be lost. And there will be times in your life where you will need people to respond to, to your leadership, to get involved whether that's inspiring them to outreach, whether that's inspiring them to step out in faith in certain areas, launch out maybe and pioneer a church, give or get involved in some ministry. If you're going to pastor, some of you are, are, are on that track. You want to pastor, so uh, you know there's going to be times where you want to you're going to want to inspire people to do those things, get involved, you know, uh, uh, sacrifice, give large. And, and what is going to help you to, to, to do that is your credibility. But your credibility can be lost. And so there, there's been times in my ministry where I've had to you know, deal with people. And, and there's been times where specifically I've, I've, I've had to try to hold them in place. And the whole, only thing that's holding them in place is my credibility in their lives. They believe what I'm saying. There's been times where I've had to tell people, you know what? Uh, this, this hold on, don't make that decision yet. Just and, and, and you know everything in them is wanting to do something, and, and I'm, and, I'm hold, and, and the only thing that's holding them in place is, is that that credibility that I personally have in their lives. You believe me, and, and many times they'll say, okay, because I believe you, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. And so there's times in in your in your leadership where the only thing that that will hold people in place is your credibility. That, that they believe you, that they believe what you say. And so, if you lose your credibility, you lose your ability to move people. And so, there's, a, there's an example of this in Genesis chapter 19, verse 14, and it's, 
talking about Lot. Many of you know the story of Lot, how he uh, ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah, and he takes his family there. Uh, his daughters get married to uh, men in Sodom and, and Gomorrah, and so you know the story. God's going to bring judgment. God speaks to Lot and says, okay, get your family out of here. So Lot begins to try to inspire his family. Okay, we need to get out of here. God's going to judge uh, this place, and, and so he's trying to speak to them, and so now he's trying to use his leadership to lead his family out. But listen to what Genesis chapter 19 verse 14 says. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who had married his daughters and said, Go up, get out of this place for the Lord will destroy this city. But listen to the response of these men. But the, his sons-in-law, but, but to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be joking. So in other words, here this Betty. You know, he's, he's in a critical situation. He's trying to lead his family. But, but to them it was a joke. It's like, what, where are we going to follow you? You brought us here. You know, why, why, why are we going to take you seriously now? And, and that's the issue of credibility. Is, is, is if, you, if you lose your credibility, you know, you, you won't be able to lead anyone. You know, some of you, someday are going to... You know, you're going to need your wife to follow you. And, and, and there's some men, their wife won't follow them around the corner, much less to another city or another nation. And, and you know, you can say, you know what, I, I'm called to preach, I'm called to do something for God, I'm called to... And, and they're looking at you and they're like, you can't even pay the bills. <laughs> you, 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 you're, you're not honest, I can't trust you. I can't place my life in your hands. And so... And so if you don't have credibility, there, there'll be times where you're, want, you're going to want to lead and you're going to want people to follow. But if you lose your credibility, they're going to, it's going to seem like a joke. It's going to say, why, why would I follow you? What, what is in you that I can, I, can, you know, I can feel inspired to follow you? And so, and so I want to talk very quickly about some issues that will cause you to lose credibility. And so these are very critical and and I'm sure there's all kinds of different issues, and, and I don't have time. I, we could probably come up with 50 different issues that will cause a person to lose credibility. But I just want to stick to some of the, the more important main issues that will cause you to lose credibility with people, whether it's your family, uh, your kids, uh, uh, people in church, your friends, someday be pastors, the people that are under you. These are things that will cause you to lose credibility. Number one, is lying. Okay? Uh, lying, when, when you simply are dishonest, when you are not truthful. So I've seen different grades of lying. So there's, uh, you know, there's people that lie because they're trying to get out of a, a, a you know, hot situation. They, they don't want to get in trouble, so they'll, they'll kind of change the, the information a little bit. And so that, well, well, I don't want to get rebuked, so, so I'll just kind of, you know, uh, you know, the tire, it, 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 it blew out. And, and, and so that's why I was late. And so there's that kind of lie that they're just trying to get out of the situation. And then there's everything from that to the pathological lie, the, the person that lies about everything. But the issue is this. When you get caught in lying, your credibility diminishes. And that's the issue of lying, is that you lose credibility. Uh, there's an illustration about a man that had, um, he had bought a refrigerator, so he goes to the store, picks it up, they put it on the back of his truck, and so he's driving off, and he takes the trend a little bit too hard, 
and the refrigerator topples over and falls to the side. So he gets up and he looks at the refrigerator and there's a big scratch on the side of the refrigerator. So now, now he's got to make a choice. You know, do I uh, go back to the store and say, you sold me a scratch refrigerator, change this? Or do I go home and face mom? And you know, you know, if you can imagine, most wives would show up with a, you, you haven't even gotten here and you're already scratching. So, so he's faced with a situation. The only, the only catch to the story is that his son was sitting right next to him. So now he's, you know, what do I do? And so he says, he finally makes a choice and he says, you know what? I'm going to go home and face mom. So he goes home, explains the situation, they get in their argument, but it, they end up putting the, 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 the refrigerator in its place. And so the story is actually told by this little boy when he grows up. And he says that as he grew up, he said every time he'd walk into the kitchen, he'd see that scratch on the side of that refrigerator. But to him, that scratch meant you say the truth no matter what. And can you imagine, this man would have said, you know what, I, I, I don't want to mess with this, I don't want to mess with an angry wife, uh, I'm going to go and I'll lie and I'll make up a story and, and I'll get my, another refrigerator. But he would have marked that little boy, that little boy would have said, you know what, it's okay to lie, it's okay to change situations, it's okay to change the information. But that scratch actually marked this little boy and he understood, you know what, you, you need to say the truth. And that actually, hit, he... He lost a little battle, but he gained credibility with his son. And so we need to understand how important when you lie, especially when you get caught in your lies, this will greatly diminish your credibility. People may continue to have to deal with you out of obligation, but, they, but you won't be able to lead them. So this is why it's more important for you to say the truth and, and, and if it costs a rebuke, if it costs someone to have to jam you, it, it's better to do that and, and keep your credibility than to lie, get out of the situation, and then you lose credibility. That's number one line. Number two is not taking responsibility for your mistakes. This is another issue that will cause you to diminish your credibility. It will diminish the value of your influence and the value of your words is when you do not take responsibility for your mistakes. And one of the things that I've, I've, I've discovered over the years is that people generally can handle a person making mistakes if that person <coughs> owns their mistake. You know, if, if you make a mistake and you own your mistake, generally people are very gracious with that. You know, you're, okay, you, know, you made a mistake, okay, fine, let's go on. And generally speaking, people will be gracious with that and you can, you can go on. But when a person starts making excuses for their mistakes, when 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 you know you, you start you know uh, well uh, it's because you know because of this and because of that and you start making excuses for your mistake, uh, you know you you'll you'll gain or you'll win the moment, but you'll lose in the long. Run. When, when when you use excuses for everything, you know. Things don't get done. Things are not right, and, and so you start you start using excuses for everything, and, and you can become a master of excuses. You can you can become this master of well well this didn't.
get done because of this, or, or, or I'm this way because of this, and, and, and as you begin to use excuses, you can start gaining in your excuses and start, you know, you know, glossing over situations, so okay, everything, but, but you lose in the long run in the sense that you lose credibility. So that's number two. Number three is by not being a good example. How many of you know in our fellowship we, pre we place a high premium on examplership? We expect men to be good examples. This is one of the things that our fellowship has always been strong on. This is actually one of the things that our fellowship has been criticized for. Is that we have high standards. We expect people to reach a certain standard. You know, to, you know if you're going to be in ministry, especially if you're going to be a leader, then, then this needs to be the standard you need to reach. And so we, we place a high, and in, in, in actuality, it's not really a high standard. You compare that to the, the apostles and the, and the disciples of Jesus' day, it's actually not a high standard. But, but we, we, we expect people to reach a certain standard because we know that that is what's going to give you credibility. It's not about making life hard on you. Standards are not about, you know, taking away your fun. Standards are actually there so you yourself can, can actually have gain credibility and have credibility and keep your credibility. That is what examplership is about. That's why we take vows of examplership. This is why we have, you know, that little signature because that, that's not for our sake. That's not so we can, you know, police everyone. That's actually for your sake. So you can, through your examplership, you can begin to gain credibility. And therefore, you can begin, begin to be effective with people. You can be an effective person through your examplership. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 to 16 says, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by the prophecy with the laying on of hands, of the eldership, meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them, that your process, progress may be evident to all, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. So here's Paul speaking to Timothy, and, and he's challenging him to be an example, he's saying you, know, you need to have a high level of exampleship because people are hearing you, and if they see your exampleship, that's going to give, that's going to add weight to you, Timothy, and that's going to cause you to be able to move people. And you not only will be able to save yourself, but through your leadership and through your influence, you'll be able to influence and help others. So, exampleship really is to your benefit because it adds to your credibility. John Maxwell said these words, the key to becoming an effective leader is not to focus on making other people follow, but on making yourself the kind of person they want to follow. You must become a person of trust. And what, what, one of the things that, that I, you know, I, I guess I, in a sense I understand, but, but I, I think it's dumb, is, is when people buck against our, our standards. And when they're like, ah, well, you know, the our fellowship, you know, they, they, they require you to do this and they don't allow you to do that. And, and the way I see that is it's almost like a, like a person that's in training that that's, you know, they, 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 they want to be an Olympic runner or an Olympic athlete. And 
Can you imagine an Olympic athlete, you know, telling his trainer, ah, you make life too hard for me. You make me run in the morning. Or, or you, 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 you don't allow me to eat this, or uh, you don't allow me to do these things. That, and so that would be crazy, right? Because, because, you know, that trainer is there for his benefit, to make him the very best athlete that he can become. And that's what our standards do. They, they, they raise the bar so you can become the very best minister or leader that you can become. It's to your benefit. And so, examplership, if you are a, a good example, uh, this will raise your credibility. If you are a bad example, that diminishes your credibility. This is why things like being in prayer, you can, you can say, well, you know, I, I don't see other guys in prayer, so I don't have to. It's your credibility. <clears throat> if people will see you day after day or service after day, they see you in prayer, they see you. You know, it's not like if they're going to see you in prayer and, and all of a sudden they're going to, they're, this revelation is going to come over and, wow, look at this guy, he's praying every day. But when it goes into play is when you need to speak into their lives. Yeah. That's when it's going to be important. Because you're going to have credibility to back up your words. And that's what you're doing. When you're being exact, an example, when you're praying, when you're reading your Bible, when you're being faithful, when you're... Doing all these things, you're, you're adding to your credibility. So that's a, a, another thing. And so a fourth thing that I want to mention is mediocrity. Mediocrity is also one of those issues that will either, either by excellence you can gain credibility or by mediocrity you can lose credibility. Someone said these words, no one respects or follows mediocrity. When something, when, when things are done in a very mediocre, low level, it's hard to follow that. Amen. Philippians chapter 1 verses 9 through 11 says, And this I pray that you love, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. And so this, you know, it's not talking about you be perfect in every area, that you never make a mistake. But people need to see you doing your very best. They need to see that you're doing your you're, you're doing your optimal best, and that adds to your credibility. When you do, do things, you know, just just whatever attitude, then that also uh, that that'll affect your credibility. That'll affect your level of credibility with people. And so when when you when you're mediocre in the things you do. Uh, you know, you can get away with that. This is good enough. You know, the, the old saying, it's good enough for government. You know, you, you, just as long as it gets by, that's fine. You can live your life that way. But when it's time to inspire and move men, that's when you pay the price. Okay, so I want to talk lastly, very quickly, about building or rebuilding credibility. Sometimes, you know, as, as the privilege that I've had to pastor men over the years, um, one of the things that I sometimes see men that are wanting to do something for God, they want to be leaders, they want to get sent out, they want to preach the gospel, uh, you know, many times I'm, I'm paying attention to this and, I, and I'm looking at how they're living their lives and, 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 I, and I'm always trying to determine, you know, how their credibility is. You know, can, can, can this person, will they take them seriously? Can this person actually lead someone? Can this person actually, you know, go out there and their life 
will, will be an inspiration, you know? And so, uh, there, there's a couple of ways that you can begin to gain credibility. And you may be here, you're, you're thinking, okay, well, well how, how do I do this? How can I begin to gain credibility? And so there's a couple of little keys here that I think will help. Number one is that you need to be faithful in the small things. Okay, you don't build credibility with one act. Credibility is not built with just one heroic act of bravery and, and, and so that one thing will, will set your credibility on, on, on course for the rest of your life. Credibility is gained through the small acts, through, the, through being faithful in the small areas of life over time and as you do that, you, you begin to slowly, uh, you begin to add and gain credibility and add that to your life. Luke chapter 19, verses 17 through 18, uh, says these words, And he said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant, because you were faithful in very little, have authority over ten cities. So, in other words, you know, here's, here's this person, he, he, he doesn't know, he's just living his life, he's being faithful in all the small things, but he didn't realize that by being faithful in small things, you know, he was being prepared for the, the larger things. Luke chapter 16, verses 10 through 12 says, And he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you, uh, commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Uh, Lawrence D. Bell, the founder of Bell Aircraft Corporation, uh, said these words, Show me a man who cannot bother to, uh, to do little things, and I'll show you a man who cannot be trusted to do the big things. So credibility it starts in the small, seemingly unimportant areas of life. We're just faithful, you, you, you do what you're supposed to do. You're honest in, this, in those small issues. You, you sacrifice in the small areas. And you build, and you build, and you build. And what you're doing is you're adding. You're adding value to the currency of your relationships. And when it comes time for you to lead, there's going to be something to back that up. And, and, and I see men sometimes that I see that they're, they're, they're doing all these things that are diminishing, 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 and... And, and there's going to be a time where they're going to want to move people, maybe their family, their kids, their uh, friends, brothers, sisters, you know, in some kind of a ministry. And, and, and they're diminishing and they're diminishing their, their, their credibility little by little. So this is the way you build it up, being faithful in the small things. Number two is you build it up by being humble. Now, humility is not, you know, uh, you being this, you know, this person that someone whacks you off the head and you're kind of like, si, patoncito, you know, no, no, me you know, and, and you know, and, and you kind of, that, that's not humility, okay? Humility is, as we heard recently, power under control. It's knowing when to be quiet. You know, sometimes you want to speak, but you don't because you know that, that your words can affect you. So, so humility is okay. I can say this, but, but this is probably not the time, so I'll hold back. Humility is knowing when to admit that you're wrong. 
That's not weakness. Humility is, is admitting when you don't know. Humility is receiving somebody else's help. Humility is receiving somebody else's correction. That's, that's true humility. Humility is not, you know, you, you get stepped on and people just slap you around. Uh, humility is when, when, when you're, you're willing to admit, you know, I, I need help, I, I, need, I need guidance. Humility is when you can ask someone for help. And when you're humble, in, in the true sense, you're, you're actually gaining credibility. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 23 says these words, A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. Yeah, I'm going to repeat that. A man's pride will bring him low. There's nothing that will cause you to lose credibility more than your pride. When, when you know you, you want to show everyone that, that you, you're the one that knows what's going on and tell you anything, yes, you can win the day, but you will lose credibility. But there's something about a humble person that just simply wants to learn, wants to do what's right, and admit when they're wrong, that 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 person, like the scripture says, they will retain their honor, they they retain their credibility, they, they actually gaining credibility. They may not as this powerful person at the moment, but they'll be gaining credibility. Okay, and so last scripture, first, uh, first Peter chapter five verse six, God, that He may exalt you. I can actually raise up this person. There's something about a prideful person that, that you can't speak into their life. You can't tell them anything. They, they always know everything. They always, you know, they always have an answer for they. They can never just say, I don't know. I don't, Teach me, help me. I, I, I need to. There's something about that person that, that God said, you know, I, and I can't use. They, they, without, they don't even realize how much credibility they need. Simply by their pride. Okay, so that's all I have uh, this morning. So I'll open it up for questions, uh, comments. Uh, this is just one of those pieces of the puzzle. If you want to be an effective leader, you want a pastor. Or even that not to pass away, you just want to be a person that can effective, effectively lead, maybe just your family, your kids, you know, ministry. You, you need to build, you just, if you don't feel you have credibility, you need to start building that. Okay, so uh, questions concerning this, uh, uh, this inspiring kind of a comment, maybe. Questions? Uh, brother. Pastor, um, Listening to the things you say, and uh, a lot of the things reflect a really good leader. Um, I know that for myself, I can become very frustrated when it comes to leading people, and my frustrations get the best of me. And I, I end up like the things that you're saying. I, you know, I, I've heard them, and there's things that I know, but the frustration is almost like I just forget them, and I go straight to my emotions, and I get upset. So my 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 question to you is. Do you have any advice or anything that you kind of go to when you come to deal with people? And, and it's almost things that are like common sense things, a lot of things that just like be serious, you know, you get really frustrated about. But in a, in a way, that's what leadership is, is dealing with those situations and making them into better people. But that's my fault. That's like my folly where I come to when it comes to being a leader. So my question to you is, what would be your advice with dealing with that kind of a situation? Well, you get a stress ball and you start to <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, basically, it's just you, you have to start, you know, you know, working out that, that patience in your, in your life. I mean, you, you, I don't think there's a, there's a specific, you know, trick to, you know, you come to that place and then you, you know, there's a trick that's going to help you to do that. You just have to ask God to help you to become that person that is patient, that person that is, that can respond not with emotion, but respond with, with a good perspective. I mean, you, you have, you have to actually, I, I would, I guess my answer would be you need to pray to God that God will help you to have that character and that self-control. I mean, I don't think there's a specific uh, magic response to that. It's just it's just you learning how to how to become that person. And 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 every time you're in that situation and you start feeling yourself, okay, you pull back the reins. It's okay. And if, if you if it needs to happen like this, then you maybe tell that person, like, hold on a second, let me think about this. You know, process the situation, then you come back and you answer. And that that might be one of the that'll help you, but, but it, it, when it comes down to it, it's, it's just you learning how to pull the reins on your emotions, learning how to respond with, with, a, with a clear mind, and that's not nothing, that's not something that's learned just with one trick, it's, it's something that you, you make it part of your character. So, hope that helps. Anybody else? So critical because you know this is you know this is so linked to you know obviously our family life and especially our business life. I mean you know just looking back throughout the years, I mean I made some some I mean stupid mistakes with my business life that you know it, it's taken a long time to actually get back into that groove to where like you say you know you got to rebuild that credibility and and yeah I mean it's it's tough because you know you got to face. Sometimes you have to face those same people, the same customers, the same suppliers, and you know they say, ah, you know, it's, you know, that's the Christian, that's the Christian guy that that you know that did this, you know, maybe this little you know shady business or whatever you want to call it, you know, or you know, however we you know we, we, we paint it, and you know this is this is something that I mean that I've learned that it, it takes time, you know, that you say it's it's those little small baby steps that you know I I got I got to get back into this. And uh, you know, it it, it, it it deals with me personally because because you know, this kind of stuff can make you a hard man. It can make you resist and not want to change. You know, just just this week, you know, I, I get a lot of you know a lot of just a lot of calls on my phone, just robocalls calls, or just any, and, and sometimes I I answer kind of harsh. And it happened twice this week that there were that there were two potential customers, and I'm thinking, man, I need to change the way that I'm answering and not let, you know, whatever this, this hardness is, as not wanting to change that little, those little credibility issues and say, you know what, I need to respond more, more business-like, more, you know, more, more, with more kindness, if that makes any sense. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, little thing that I forgot to mention was, uh, someone said, trust usually takes years to build, seconds to break, and forever to repair. How fragile this thing is. You know, you, you need to build your credibility and keep that credibility, and, and you can lose that. Man. And when you lose that, you you know, always keep this in mind. If I lose my credibility, how long is it going to take for me to regain that credibility with that person? If you're a business owner, with that with that client, with that with that company, with that customer, whatever whatever the issue may be, with your husband, a 
happens or when you're living under, um, there can be a time when you're living under a false sense of credibility, you know, like, in reality, you know who you are, but you don't want to let people down, so how do you face that, you know, or, or what would you say to that? Because people are dependent on you or looking up to you, you know, and, you know, we all have issues or whatever, you know, but how do you face that? I mean, I, I would say, man, you, you, need to, you need to be honest with, with people. You need to be honest with, with your mistakes. I mean, you know, think about someone that, that you look up to and, and if they will be honest with you and be a mis admit a mistake to you, um, you know, does that, with you, would that gain credibility or would that lose credibility, credibility with that person? I would gain credibility because, you know, they're able to say, hey, I messed up. So, and so that's the issue, is, is your credibility. That, that, that needs to be the, the main thing, not, not how people perceive you. If they can perceive you in a certain way, but, but that's, not, that's not the issue. The issue is what you really are. And, and what you really are is, is, is that's what's going to give you your credibility. And, and, and if it's admitting a mistake, then so it's okay. But it's, 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 that's, that's going to... That's the issue is you, you have to have a real credibility. This is who you really are. This is what it's really about. And if, if you can transmit that in the long run, you know, people will respect you more for that. So, uh, Brother Angel, I just wanted to ask uh, somebody. So yesterday my, my daughter had a quinceanera, right? So <coughs> in the run up to it, you know, I wouldn't believe in that anymore, partaking it. So the mom didn't even ask me for help. With anything, you know, there was already some issues. My daughter was upset because they were going to be serving beer or, and all that, right? So I said, I'm going to show up. It's going to be her moment, right? So I'm just going to go. And I remember talking to a brother prior to, prior to going. I felt so convicted, like, man, I want to be at the edge, you know, getting reports that visitors showing up, and here I am, you know, this worldly scene. So this brother tells me, you know what, man? Sometimes you got to just, uh, you know, be a testimony, be an example, you know, just by not so much by your words, but by your actions. And I remember right now what made me think of that is when you said, you know, there's so many things you can say, you know, because even my kids were worried, my daughter's like, are you sure you're going to come, Dad? Are you sure you're going to come? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go, but I'm going to witness to everybody there. And my son was like, I told you, you know what I mean? Like, but he kind of rolled in his eyes. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, that's good that you know what I'm about. You know what I mean? That I stand behind what I believe in. But my, my brother told me, like, you know, I just, so I said, you know, when he said there's time to be quiet. So I sat there, very cordial, the whole night, you know, she invited some of my family, but she also invited some of the people from my past, her mom did. No, her mom's gay. So, you know, comes a time, so I'm sitting there, they're not going to cut the cake and show the slideshow to like 11, right? So everything was all about them. You know, they said I wasn't even included. So I wasn't there expecting a pat on the back. The cake, father, the year break, this is your daughter's journey. It was her moment. So I just sat there the whole night, whatever. And, um, and then, you know, she got on the microphone, and then, and then she, my, my daughter, the six almost was forced to say, why don't you thank my mom's? Listen, I was just like a stink and slap in the face, you know, I'm like, that's all right, but God has a final say, you know. So uh, then the mom gets a microphone, and I like to thank everybody that contributed, everybody that came. She's staring like right at me, you know, like calling me out in front of people and just like, man, you know, so I didn't say anything, I just stepped in and took it. So long story short, we ended up leaving, and at the end of the night, uh, her older son, uh, my ex's older son, uh, I'm getting ready to get in the car and I'm back, you know, I'm just already taking off and I was like, ah, you know, whatever. So I get a knock on the window and he goes, rolls out the window and he tells me, hey man, when are you guys going to have another event at your church or have anything else going on? So we have a concert every Saturday and then we have services, you know. 
He went to the fall pistol, but he's come out a few times and finally asked me, hey, can you pray with me? You know, so this is at the end of the night. So just the whole thing about credibility, you know, just being that being quiet, you're not a good example, and you're just being quiet, like, and go out there and, you know, start getting crazy in everybody's face. At the end of the night, it was for God's glory. It allowed me to go through all that, you know, having people trying to say, hey, have a drink, and this, and I think dumb, you know, you know, well, I am. And at the end of the night, you know, the, her older son asked me to pray with him, you know, so wow. I prayed with him in the sinner's prayer at the end wow. of the night. And I drove up and I said, thank you, Jesus, that I went through all this hell, you know, just for someone to just sleep.